Welcome to Middle-Aged Wisdom. I'm Nancy, and I'm a dentist. I'm Dave, and I'm an engineer. We're here to share what we've learned about life, business, and leadership. Join us as we try to figure it all out. What it takes to live our best lives. Welcome to episode 28 of the podcast, Middle-Aged Wisdom. I'm going to read a little quote for you first. Nobody cares how much you know until they know how much you care. Profound. It's one of our wisdoms that we've gained over the years. One of our favorite dental consultants had said this one time. I don't think she fully knew who said it or where it came from. I tried to look it up online and it doesn't really show a definitive person, but I think it's such a powerful quote in dating, business, friendships, all those things that are important in our lives. And this weekend, Dave and I were partaking in one of Tony Robbins' events. We love him. I mean, he's just so magical in the way that he speaks and the ability to get these different people from around the world that all just want to be better. I don't know how he does it, but he's just so powerful in that way. He's really great at instilling self-belief in you and and eliminating excuses. Right. And he just, man, he just makes you think, boy, I'm the only person holding myself back from whatever it is I want to do. And it's often true. It, It is, yeah. And he actually brought up not this quote, but something very similar to it in saying whether you have a business, a product, a service that you offer, You have to get to the relationship if you want a long-term client or a long-term patient or a long-term anything, relationship, anything, that if you just sell your product or sell your service, you may get some short-term acute patients or acute clients, but you won't have that long-term success. I learned a phrase fairly recently, and it's a phrase called attunement. And what that means is understanding what another person wants or needs. Mm -hmm. And that is so much about what this is talking about. Do you have attunement with whoever you're interacting with, uh, doing business with, whatever it is? Right, so this episode is going to focus on that quote in different aspects of your life, and hopefully you'll be able to kind of look at that and see how this may apply to you in your life. So let's get back to the Tony Robbins thing. One thing he was really focused on with getting to the relationship part is to find the people and really put as your number one thing that you wanna get across is you wanna help the person. I know in my field, in Dave's field, that really is what it's all about. And if you put that as your number one goal, everything else just kind of follows. Those people that don't put that first, they might get their sales up and then it's going to lag and they're gonna wonder why. And this is why. For example, in his career, in Tony Robbins' career, he was mentioning how his number one thing, like he lives for waking up in the morning and reading these emails that people write him. And he said before an event, oftentimes he'll be up until three, four in the morning reading these things and then has to wake just a few hours later to start a 12 hour day on stage with all of these people. And he said he gets so intrigued by their stories and it's the stories that make him move on and that make him get so excited and not wanna sleep, just be so revved up to help these people that he can't help but be excited and he doesn't even feel like going to bed. 
So his meaning comes from the people he's helping and how he's able to help them, not what he personally gains from it. Right. And he often says, and this is one of his things too, is I'm going to do this for free. This is all for free. And all the events that we've ever done with him have been at no cost. But he gives that to you. It's like, I'm going to help you. And then if you want to go further, then you can do this. And you might be a client of mine and you might sign on with me and I may be able to help you further. But right here, this is what you need to hear first. And I'm going to give you, I'm going to over deliver on everything that I do. And I'm going to give you everything that I have right now. And then if you decide to go further, you can. Yeah, it gives you some real value right. for free. And if you want to take it further, so be it. And if not, hey, I gave you something. I feel good about that. And hey, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. Right. I think that's a really cool thing. And I think that's part of his huge success. So when we apply that to other areas, Dave had this funny thing with, um, what was the name of that movie? Anchorman? Anchorman. Anchorman. <laughs> well, it comes to dating. And it's kind of like, it, it's kind of like as if somebody wanting to ask somebody else out on a date, but all they can do is talk about themselves and they never focus on the other person or ask the other person something about themselves, try to get to know them. I have been there, man. (laughs) Oh my gosh. They just, do you have a specific example? Well, I was just thinking, remember that time I told you how I did match.com? A long time ago. Well, I don't know if I did match. Actually, I didn't do match. I did eHarmony. And I remember... A couple of specific, well, you remember the one I'm talking about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. And this person just bought gifts and just kept saying, like, how wonderful he was. He was the Brett Favre. That's what he kept calling himself. And I think that it was just one of those things that, yeah, I need more substance, man. You know, I need I need to know who you are and what you're all about. I don't really care how much you sold in sales with your real estate business. And I don't really care how what fancy restaurant you took me to or what bottle of wine you ordered. I want to know who you are and tell me what relationship we're going to have later and like what is meaningful to you and what you care about. And you wanted to feel like he was trying to get to know who you are, not just sort of show off. Right. Right. Ugh, it's the worst. Yeah. So for that scene in Anchorman, so Will Ferrell plays Anchorman Ron Burgundy and then Christina Applegate plays his new co-host, Veronica Corningstone. And, you know, she's really pretty. And he's meets her for the first time at a party. And I don't think he knows who she is right away, but he's trying to hit on her. And he says, he pretty much just says, I, I don't know how to put this, but uh, I'm kind of a big deal. <laughs> and she says, really? And he says, people know me. And she says, well, I'm very happy for you. <laughs> and then he says, no, I'm, I'm very important. I have... Many leather-bound books in my apartment smells of rich mahogany. <laughs> <laughs> of course, she just looks at him and Probably walks. rolls her eyes like, oh, please. <laughs> she just walks off. <laughs> right. So message to all of anyone that is not attached out there. No one really cares. I mean, yeah, I, w- I would expect that even there might be a select few celebrities and such that might feel like that. But people that I know that are really, gosh, that have a lot of money or that are really, really successful, they just want to be real. And they don't talk about that. No. Really. Uh, yeah, it's such a turnoff. Yeah, I can't I can't express more how much of a turnoff that is. And whether it's with dating or with family or with friendships, it's you have to make it about the other person at least to some extent, you know, there's there's got to be a little back and forth. It can't just be you 
I don't know, talking about how awesome you are all the time. It's just going to turn anybody off in any interaction, really. Right. Have you ever decided on who your friend was going to be by what kind of house they lived in or what kind of car they drove? No, no, not a bit. Right. And for car, like cars, we're just not car people anyways, but, um, and for houses and stuff like that, I mean, a lot of people, I'm thinking even the new people that I know or the people that I'm really attracted to learning more about or that I would say, I would come home and say, oh, we really need to get to know them. I think we'd be really good friends. It's the people that we just keep talking and talking and talking about just stuff, just life and parenting and business and kids. And those are the people that I'm attracted to, to learn more about because we have something in common. And they're real and they show right. a curiosity about you too. Right. right? It's the, not a one-way relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And so how this relates in business. So in my line of work, I am an engineer, but I work for a government agency and we do stream restoration and flood control. And how that matters in this conversation is I am a client and I have uh, management over big budgets and I hire designers and I hire contractors to go and build things. And because our budget is so consistent year after year after year, I'm kind of a sought after person that people want to do business with. And, and our agency in general is, okay? And here's how this kind of comes into play. So every, like once a month, and this really more pre-pandemic is where this would come into play, but we still do them virtually, but we would let uh, vendors that want to do business with us come in and do a lunch and learn or a lunch get to know you session, right? So it's basically a marketing luncheon. They come in to get to know us a little bit. We get to know them a little bit. And the one thing I've found and this really struck me so much that I actually wrote a blog about it on LinkedIn. If you want to find me on LinkedIn, I wrote a I wrote a blog about this. But the worst ones would basically spend the entire time telling us how awesome they and their firm are, mm -hmm. like the whole time. And one and one in particular, the worst one, they they did introductions, and they only introduced themselves and didn't let us introduce ourselves. Hmm. Like they didn't even care what our names were. Right. All that mattered was them. Yeah, it was like this dog mm -hmm. and pony show. And and so when they come in and they just start talking about themselves constantly, I would be I would be way more swayed by somebody that comes in and tells me something they know about us, what we're dealing that with. They researched you. They researched us. We mm -hmm. noticed you blah 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 or or that these are your values or that this is your mission and vision. Or maybe they started off by asking us questions of wanting to get to know us a little better. But they just went way, just right off into like chest thumping, mm -hmm. look, look at us mode. You know, that reminds me of in dentistry and for all the dentists that are listening to this out, out there, this is something, this is my words of wisdom here is it's the worst Think about being a patient in the chair and lying down in a very vulnerable position when you're getting your mouth worked on. We recognize that, that that's the fact. And or a patient in general when you go into a doctor's office. And isn't it the worst when the doctor has a full on conversation with the assistant about nothing that pertains to the patient at all, which is fine, right? If they're talking about a book or talking about a vacation or talking about oh, whatever. I don't know the weather. I don't know what it is. Like as if the patient's not even there. As if the patient's not there. And so we always make a conscious effort to say, Oh, what are you reading? to X patient. So, um, hey, Samantha, what are you reading? Um, are you really into mysteries or nonfiction or fiction? And just by engaging, it creates like a great conversation. And I know people are probably saying, 
how in the world do you talk to a patient when you're working on their mouth? Yeah, there's little, there's times that you can pause, but at least it gives them something to think about or, oh, when I do get a pause, I'm going to say this or whatever it is. And it makes the appointment go by so quickly because you're actually engaging them and for you as well. It's a nice conversation to kind of have everybody at this uh, talk about the same topic. Well, and you're creating human connection with a patient who at the same time you also would like to continue to do business with dentistry right. for pretty much in perpetuity if it's a good relationship, right? Right. Yeah. But think about the opposite, just laying there as a patient and just hearing about a date that happened over the weekend or where are you going on vacation next or how was your weekend? Did you go skiing or whatever it was and not engaging the person as that person, you're like, am I just a thing sitting here? What am I? <laughs> a cadaver. Right. With teeth. Do you yeah. even know I'm human? Do you know that I have a, like a brain and a heart and all those things? So just something to keep in mind. I would think that it would be like that for sales too. That if you have someone come in, I know when I love Nordstrom. I mean, I've said this before. And part of the reason I love it so much is that the salespeople are trained to treat you with respect. So when they see you, and I often go shopping in sweatpants or yoga pants and a sweatshirt, and the fact that people treat me with respect regardless of how I'm dressed, it matters to me, right? Like I want to be treated with respect no matter where I go or no matter how much money we have or how much we're going to spend or whatever it is, right? You just want respect. And mm -hmm. I think that that goes both ways in so many aspects of life. Yeah. So with those... Uh marketing lunches I was talking about earlier, one one thing I have kind of recommended firms try to do is some sort of icebreaker mm -hmm. because really like with a dental patient, you're trying to create basically a perpetual working relationship with. It's the right. same thing with our business. If, if we're going to do business with a vendor, it's probably going to be somebody we want to deal with long-term and not just like a one-off thing. So we want to sure. build a relationship. They need to show that they want to build a relationship with us on a personal level, right? right? So get to know us. Right. What business would be transactional when where this doesn't matter? I don't even know if I can think of one that would be because even in sales and retail, I still even though it's transactional, I still think it matters. I don't know when I get gasoline, uh, something that's just very like commodities, right? If you're just pumping gas somewhere or is it weird for me to want my gas station vendor to be nice? <laughs> no, that's not weird at all. I was like, I would go back there if, you know, it was a place I went inside the store right. often. That would make me feel better about going there if they I were was, pleasant. I was just telling Cece about this. She mm. was asking me about our hometown in Pennsylvania. And how did it come up? She was asking me something about a convenience store. And we were talking about how a lot of people that work the mornings, oh, we were driving by our local gas station going to school the other day. That's mm -hmm. what it was. And I was telling her how a lot of people that do first shift when they start at five in the morning and they might do like a five to, what would that be? Like a five to two shift or whatever it would be. And I said that a lot of people would get gas in the morning and they'd stop at the convenience store in our town and everybody knew everybody. And that was their first conversation of the day. Oftentimes their spouse wasn't awake. They go in the convenience store, chat it up with whoever was working there, get a cup of coffee and move on with their day. She was asking me, that's what it was. She was asking me why people would shop in a convenience store. Like, why do they exist? Because we don't go in them too often unless we're traveling. Yeah. We usually right? just pump gas outside and then go and then on move on. That's what yeah, it was. Right. Yeah. And I was telling her that and she was interested in it because she said, well, they know the person enough to have a conversation. And I said, yeah, 
because the convenience store, that's their that's their life, right? They want people to come in and do business because that's their job. The more people that come in and the more people that they relate to and converse with, the more profitable their business is and their business stays open and they are guaranteed a job. Yeah. So it matters. Yeah. So yeah, that was our conversation on the way to school the other day. So I think I would I would say that being kind always matters. I think the topic for this podcast is more about if you have a long-term relationship, whether it's business or personal mm -hmm. with somebody, this means everything. Right. So if we get back to dentistry, so one of the things that people often ask me, I've mentored a few younger dentists along the way, and oftentimes they just want to know the secret to success. And it's interesting because a lot of them think it's our technology or there's something magical that we have about, we have a beautiful office. We have it, we had it done by an architect. It's, I think, really pretty. And they think it's that. And I said, no, it's not any of those things. It's the quote that I said in the beginning. It's nobody cares how much you know until they know how much you care. It's all about that. And when I talk to them about that, they also think, I'm an awesome dentist, right? But they haven't seen my work. I'm a good dentist. I I care about my work and I'm really good at what I do. But at the same time, am I the best dentist ever? Heck no. They're amazing dentists. And how does a patient really know in a detailed way one dentist's work from another? I mean, you can right. tell if something hurts and you don't think it should. But right. aside from that... Right. It's kinda... They don't see my pretty margins or that I spent a half hour making them really symmetrical or whatever it is or smooth or whatever it is. Right. They can't see that. It's all about the relationship I have with them and how I'm making them feel. Right. And so um, I tell that to these younger dentists and they're surprised to know that because they think it's so much more than that. And it's just not. Well, it's probably because in dental school, you get rewarded for good technical work. Right. right. So coming out of school, you may think that that's the number one thing. But mm -hmm. all in all, dentistry, of course, is important. You can't put slop out there and you have to care about what you do. But at the same time, you also have to give the patient a certain feeling of comfort and just that you're confident, you know, that they're moving forward. And I've actually read about this. I forget where, but that medical professionals are more likely to get a malpractice lawsuit against them if mm -hmm. they are worse at the interpersonal aspect of the job. Right. I I would bet that's true. I do you remember that show, Dr. 90210. He was a plastic surgeon and it was all about his wife and his kids and his home life versus his work life. Yeah, I think I, I remember that. He I was a love that dark show. dark haired guy. Yes. Yeah. You know what he did to every person when I don't think you're allowed to do this now. This was a long time ago. But he used to hug every patient. Like first time he meets them, like right off the bat? Every time. Like yeah. he would hug every patient because he felt that hugging each patient created a bond between them that he he put it out there that he was looking out for their best interest. Mm -hmm. And that was his way of showing that he cared. Yeah. Was first by doing that. Because they come in very vulnerable. Right. They're going to go under the knife. Right. With him. Right. That was his way of making them feel comfortable. Yes. And yeah. so I always remembered that because I think that, not that I hug every patient. Do patients sometimes hug me? Yes. But I wait for them <laughs> to come in first. <laughs> I don't oh. go around just hugging everyone. Okay. But yes, sometimes people hug us and that's 
that's beautiful and nice. Personal space. <laughs> well, I can just say that in engineering, there's not a lot of hugging and I'm just <laughs> fine with that. And I think that would be too far with those marketing lunches. Like, let's not start. Now, looky, no touchy, okay? Let's let's uh, just back off. <laughs> okay, that, that would get kind of weird. Um, but going back to this whole thing is I do think it's a huge part of success is really getting to the patient or the client or that person that's buying your product. I think it's really important to get to the relationship part of it. Everybody wants to feel important and want it and need it and that they're a human being. Yeah, and find meaning in the reward or the the value you're bringing that person and how that makes their life better or easier in some way. Like find meaning yourself in that. Make that be the driver. And then success and money and all that will be the happy byproduct of achieving meaning and value for the, the people you're serving. You did not even see that episode, but Tony Robbins actually said that same thing. I was listening in the background more, more than you think. <laughs> but he said the same thing, right? That it matters how much that you find the thing that you want to give that person. Like for me, it's I don't want you to have an emergency on the 4th of July when you're vacationing with your family in Hawaii. I don't want you to have a toothache on Christmas Eve when you're having fun with your family. And you want them to feel confident in smiling and showing right. their teeth when they smile, whatever it might be. Right. For me, being the client, I, I want to feel that other people care and understand what I think, what I would value. Do you even know what I would value and what success means or looks like to me? That is the take-home message. Yeah, and if you come in and give a marketing lunch and you clearly have no idea of what I would value or see as like a good project, if you're going to show off a project you did, are you, are you sure that that's a project that I would think is cool or that you think is cool? Because they may not be the same thing. Right. Good message. We hope you found a lot of value in this episode. And as always, we put this podcast out for you because we want you to live your best lives and to be better. Nobody cares how much you know until they know how much you care. <laughs>